today on CityCast Madison. It's Thursday, so of course, we're dishing on Madison's food scene. Is it just me, or is it getting pretty crisp outside? You know what that means? It's time for apple picking. It's day three of our fall getaway series, and we sent show regular and Cap Times food editor Lindsay Christians out on a mission. Tour nearby apple orchards to see what the Madison area has to offer. Lindsay shares her spoils. It's Thursday, September 28th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Hey, Lindsay. Hello. How you doing? I am doing great. My fridge is full of apples. You've been going out getting the goods for us. Because fall is officially here. Local orchards are in full bloom. And I want to know, where are some of your favorite places to go apple picking? So I want to issue a disclaimer right at the very top that I do not pick apples. I just don't do it. I think that some people think it's fun, (laughs) but I have no children and I have precious time. So I decide to usually get the apples that have been picked for me. Smack down. Your time is too precious to pick apples, but you did do it. (laughs) I went to a lot of orchards, but I didn't pick a gosh darn thing. I just uh, got the beautiful apples from the farm store. And I talked to a lot of people about apple picking. So I feel like, you know, I did my job as a journalist, but I did not like pick anything. And I don't have any regrets about that. (laughs) But pretty much everywhere I went, with one exception, allows apple picking. And one of the places I went was like, oh, yeah, like 90% of people pick apples themselves. And I was like, okay, so I may be in the minority. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I don't think there's any shade in not going and picking the apples when you go to the orchard. Um, But it is also very fun (laughs) for what it's worth. The place that I go every single year that's like my go-to place is Door Creek in Cottage Grove. And I love it because they have tons of heirloom varieties and I love that. And they have sheep. If you're into sheep, you can go and pet the sheep. But also, my favorite thing about Door Creek is they have these gorgeous grapes. They're incredible. Mm. My favorite variety is called Edelweiss, which they actually make wine out of, but I don't. I just eat them. And they are so delicious. They have these grapes that have this kind of tropical flavor or citrusy flavor. They're so, so good. It's one of the only orchards that I know of that has crab apples. So if you're like into like pickling apples or doing something a little bit more tart or you want some more tannin, like say you're making some kind of apple jam or an apple butter or something and you want a little bit more of that tannin, they have crab apples that you can kind of throw into the mix. They're also really great for cider. Crab apples are awesome for cider. I did not know this. I am excited to learn this as a little kid. I would eat crab apples for a second and then get upset and drop them. Um, took me back to age five there. Door Creek is amazing. One cool thing, too, about Door Creek is if there's a particular heirloom that you really love, like, say, there's, like, a Cox Orange Pippin that you really want, or there's heirlooms like Calville, Blanc de Vale, and Duchess of Oldenburg, and Ashmead Colonel, and Esipus Spitzenberg. These are all heirloom apple names, and they're all really interesting. Some of them have kind of wine-like flavors. Some of them are not very beautiful, but they're very delicious. And if you have one that you particularly love, you can drop your name and your email in the little basket at Door Creek, and they will email you when it's there. 
That is some fancy namery happening. <laughs> that is so fun. I mean, when you the first one you mentioned, I was like, oh, I don't know, I've heard of that one. Um, I hadn't heard of any of those, and they sound fun. Some of them don't last super long. Well, how many varieties do they have? Oh, God, I'm never going to know how many varieties each of these orchards have, but I think they're close to 100. Really? It's wild. It was 80 a few years ago when I interviewed Liz Griffith, who's one of the owners of the orchard. And I think they've gone up since then. My brain is exploding at the thought of 97 varieties. And you said some of them don't even look good, but they taste good. (laughs) Like, which ones? Yeah, but they taste good or they have specific uses. For example, like... If you're going to be making a cider, you want a bunch of different kinds of apples. And sometimes the the best apples for eating are not the best apples for making cider. That's actually often true. I guess I've heard that for cooking. Yeah. And so that's kind of going east, Cottage Grove, Door Creek. What about some other spots? The first place I visited on my little tour of apple orchards was Munchkey in Mount Horeb. And it's at the top of a hill. I was visiting there on my way between uh, Mineral Point and coming back to Madison. They have a German Shepherd on site who's a working dog and he's keeping all the goats uh, in line. They have cows and then you get into like this lovely little farm store and they're near Hooks Cheese. So they have a huge case of Hooks, all the different cheeses that Hooks makes, which is kind of fun. They had Zestar, uh, which is an early variety in the shop at the time. And they also had some early Honeycrisp, which is basically the same as a Honeycrisp, I guess, but it ripens earlier so you can get it sooner. Oh. And a lot of people love Honeycrisp. It's one of those great apples for everything, for eating and baking and everything. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's always the one I'd be like, where's the Honeycrisp? They're lovely. (laughs) But you're saying it's a similar apple to Honeycrisp, but it's not an actual Honeycrisp. It is a Honeycrisp. Okay. It's just a variety that ripens a little bit earlier. What apple growers do a lot is they will say, take a specific kind of apple and be like, you know what? These Macintosh are delicious, but they only get red on the side that is closest to the sun. So part of the apple will be red and part of it will be green. And when people go out to pick them, they're like, oh, these green ones, they aren't ready. But they are. They're ripe. They just aren't red. So there are like red Cortlands and red Macintosh that are bred specifically so that they just turn red all the way around the apple. The apple's pretty much the same. They taste the same, but it's all red. So people will be more inclined to pick them. Yeah, it'll be more of an apple of the eye, you know? Exactly. Yeah, they're called Ruby Max. (laughs) I'm already learning a lot. So I'm having having a little bit too much fun. (laughs) Yeah, they're great. They're really good. So that's what they had. And they have, they'll have different things. They also have uh, Crimson Crisp for Pick Your Own a little bit later in the season. They had just like two or three at the time that I came by, but I was pretty early in September at that point. Okay. Munchkey and Mount Horeb. Where else did you go on your tour? Well, after that, I went to Appleberry Farm in Cross Plains. That was the only orchard that I visited that is dog friendly. So you can bring your canine companion on a leash, of course. And I saw a lot of dogs and I saw a lot of wagons and a lot of kids. But to be fair, everywhere I went was very family friendly. So it's not going to be different orchard to orchard in that case. This one, they have a chocolate chip ice cream shop on site. Love it. Um, Appleberry Farm has been around for a very long time, but they're under new ownership. They are now owned by the owners of K&A Greenhouse, and they have installed some new greenhouses actually on the property. So it's sort of related to that business. I think it's been for the past couple of years. 
They are wonderful in terms of just the variety, again, that you can get. But the cool thing is they give you a map. Like when you come in and people come in and they want to pick their own and they pay it by the pound and they will like circle what's in season and where you should go picking. So they'll tell you where to go. Did it seem intuitive? The trees are sort of all over. I mean, that they're late. Some of them were labeled that I could see, but not all of them. If you're going apple picking, maybe you just love apples and you're good for whatever. But I talked to a couple of the workers there and they said, yeah, something like 90% of people <laughs> go and pick apples and very few were like me and go straight to the farm store. I had a fabulous time, though, just like picking out like different varieties and trying what I try to do in cases like that is separate the apples that are good keepers from the ones that I need to eat right now, because some apples will be like crisp and tart and fresh and lovely pretty early, but then they get kind of mealy. We've all had late season apples that are like, oh. Like a little, it's a little gross. Something's happened. It's turning. Yeah. So I have a little like dorm fridge in my basement. And so the apples that I got that are good keepers are down there and they're labeled. And the apples that I need to be eating like right now are up in my main fridge. I got some Chinango strawberry, which is like a crisp and juicy apple. Uh, I got some Worcester Permain apples, which is has like a distinct strawberry flavor. And I got a Japanese cross called, I don't know if it's a cane or a cane. And it, there's, it was like, it said, perfect for fresh eating. And I was like, sold. Put it in my face. I've also never had a strawberry flavored apple, I don't think. So I color me intrigued. They're so fun. <laughs> I've had apples that taste a little bit like tropical, like kind of like pineapple. I've had them that sort of taste like kind of like a wine-like flavor where it almost tastes like a little bit fermented. We are so blessed with apples in Wisconsin. We get so many cool ones. How can you differentiate which ones are got to eat them right now versus keepers? They tell you. So when you go and and actually that's I don't know, that's part of the thing that I also like about like going to the farm store instead of like wandering around the field, which is a different experience. But I am really I'm thinking about like I love crisp tart apples. Like I tend to be more of a Granny Smith girl than like a something super sweet. Crimson Crisp, I think, are one of my recent favorites that have been available more recently, like in grocery stores and things. You can go to a place and it will be like, here is all the qualities of this apple. You can keep it for this amount of time. Like McMahon, this is one that's at Appleberry Farm. I'm just going to read it to you. McMahon is a Wisconsin native, began as a seedling of an Alexander apple planted in 1860 in Richland County. Its grower was a woman remembered in historic accounts only as Mrs. Isaac McMahon. Tender and juicy, enjoyably tart. That's my jam. A large apple and easy for baking. So... Something like that. You're like, okay, I got a little profile, a little dating profile. I am going to swipe on this apple. <laughs> That's a swipe right. Yeah. That's a swipe right. <laughs> Good storytelling around that. Oh, God, it was so funny. At one of the orchards that I went to, so a lot of these farms will plant Wolf River. Wolf River is a really, really big apple. It's great for baking. It tends to be more sour. I don't usually buy them because I don't want to like commit my apples to like doing one thing or another. <laughs> and for what it's worth for you listening, I just saw, Lindsay, you just like made a shape that looked like a small pumpkin. Like a pumpkin. Is that my crazy? <laughs> They're so huge. <laughs> it's like a big old daddy to commitment. The size of my cat's head. It's really, you know, it's a big apple. 
But yeah, so they're really big apples. They're great for baking because they tend to, you know, soften and sweeten when you cook them and you need to cook them to get them to be sweet enough. One of the orchard, like little, you know, table talkers at the orchard was like, this is an apple. People like it for baking. Uh, Some say that it does this when you bake, but I've never had that luck. So good luck. Like, (laughs) oh, it's a maybe. That's not a great sales pitch. No, but but people still (laughs) buy them. Mess around and find out. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. I was like, apple. oh, the person who grows this clearly does not like this apple, but feels obligated to have it because people want it. It's, so it's going to sell either way. Yeah. But it's like, not even tart. This is sour. <laughs> it's interesting you point out that dogs are allowed at, at this one. Um, you know, you mentioned Munchkey's got German Shepherd on duty there, but it seems like maybe a lot of the other ones maybe don't bring your dog. Yeah, don't bring your dog. And it's the same reason, I feel like we talk about this a lot, but you don't bring your dog to most places because it's a liability. And it's it's an insurance thing. And I think that's, you know, for the most part, why people don't want you to have pets because there are animals on many of these orchards and farms. I went to Apple Garden in Fitchburg. And one of the cool things about that again, they're all super family friendly. This one had raspberry picking, which I really love. I know. And I was like, oh, this is like actually something that I would come back and do because apple picking is a whole thing. I don't like the wasps and hornets and everything that also like apples. (laughs) Get drunk on the apples when they fall, you know? Mm, Okay. Raspberries are a great height. You don't have to crouch down like you do with strawberry picking. And that's the only way that you can get them at Apple Garden is, is you have to pick your own raspberries. They have different varieties. They've got some red ones and some yellow ones. And I said, what's the difference? And he said, they just ripen at different times and they're different colors, but they taste the same. And if you are a cider maker or you're making a lot of applesauce, if you're somebody who likes to make a lot of applesauce, Apple Garden has seconds. It's like $35 for a 20 pound bag, I think. Seconds? So the pretty ones are on the trees and then they pick them and then they put them in the beautiful bushels and whatever. And you look at the pretty apples. The seconds are the apples that are a little bit bruised, a little bit like janky looking. They've got like maybe some dense nicks. So they had ginger golds and Paula reds, uh, which are both early ripeners uh, in 20 pound bags. And those are great. Like if you don't care what it looks like, if it doesn't have to be pretty for you and you just want to make a bunch of sauce or cider or something, if you've got a press, that's your way to go. The guy I talked to at Apple Garden in Fitchburg he planted some Sansa, which is a gala cross, Sun Crisp, which is a cross between Golden Delicious and Cox Orange Pippin, which is an heirloom variety. Some cool stuff coming out of that farm, too. Man, there are a lot of options. I was just going to throw out there um, Alpine Ridge in Brooklyn, Wisconsin, apparently is really a really nice one as well and has a lot of things for kids specifically, like farm animals, apple cider, and donuts. I selfishly want to bring up my favorite place to go, which is in Baraboo, uh, Sky High or Ski Sky High Apple Orchard, which I grew up going to and have a very funny story, but they've got dozens of varieties and it's like right by Devil's Lake and it's such a vibe. It's so beautiful during the fall, which I know lots of these places are, but love Sky High. Wait a minute. What's the story? Last year, or it was maybe two years ago, what is time? Um, But I'm thinking it was last fall. I was with my grandma trying to get cider and cider is like 
people, there's something in that cider. I, I mean, I, I'm, of course I'm joking, but there's something so good that it runs out very fast all the time. We went and it it had run out and we were like, oh man, this is such a bummer. We'll get them next time. And then we went back the, <laughs> the next time to get our cider. We got there like pretty bright and early, like 9 a.m. And they were still out. And my grandma, it was basically good cop, bad cop. She was the bad cop. And just like, I just don't understand. <laughs> like She like really just didn't understand why we couldn't get it. And I was trying, I was also a little like, why, what's going on? Like, so we have to come back a third time and like, you know, and, th- and then they leaned in. We somehow broke them down. It's definitely grandma. Uh, but it, like, uh, they like said, go to your car. We'll bring some out. They were part, they were portioning or like keeping some back because they were trying to change their business strategy. <laughs> um, because they'd done it, you know, it's really so popular and, you know, they can only make so much at once and like, you know, it sells out right away. And so how do they, you know, they have the right, but the whole store, I mean, it's like a big farm store that people were walking around and also disappointed. Um, but we were local Baraboo people, you know, lots of like tourists come and all this other stuff, but they were not going to let Miss Janet pay my grandma <laughs> go without her <laughs> cider. And I was so, it was, it was actually really, really, really sweet, but also hilarious. That's so funny. You just got to bring your grandma and she will negotiate. Master negotiator. Yes. I love it. And just by asking questions, like I don't understand because <laughs> it was a reasonable one, but sky high is gorgeous. You know, you can hike around there too. It's just like always wonderful for fall colors. Stop by on your way to if devil's lake, whatever. I had heard about this collaboration they were doing with Wallersheim, um, where they're like blending their cider with like some Wallersheim whiskey or rye. I can't remember. And I was like, oh, my God. And they're selling it in like little flasks. So I am going to get out there because that I mean, maybe I should call ahead and just be like, please set aside one for me because I must try this. It sounds so delicious. Before we go, you know, since you just did this, you know, wonderfully epic (laughs) tour of apple orchards. What should people know before picking? Like, do you have any, like, reminders or things people should be keeping in mind when they go visit their apple orchards this fall? I mean, I think wear good shoes, check the hours. A lot of them are only open on the weekends, you know? And so people will try to go, like, during the week and be sad because they're not open. When I was going around and actually, like, purchasing a lot of apples, I packed a cooler with me. So I included like freezy packs in the cooler um, because I wasn't always going to be able to get home quickly enough. And a lot of these apples, especially the ones that are not as great of keepers, you do want to keep them cold. I wanted to plan for that. They can absolutely get pretty busy. Um, One of the places that I went to in Poinette, La Pasek, they were hopping and they don't have pick your own. They've got about 50 varieties of apples, maybe 20, 25 minutes north of Madison, I want to say. I'm driving up there and I was like, I am in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> someone send help. Um, but you get up there and it was maybe my favorite farm store. Like, I loved it so much. It's not pick your own, but there were tons of families still there because they have a playground. They have goats. They've got chickens. There was a very out of tune piano outside and kids were playing that, which is something. And they have a lot of kitties. And I was like, tell me about your kitties. And there's there they have 10 
barn cats that are all spayed and neutered. Like the vet comes out to the orchard to do it because she's like, I wasn't going to put like 10 cats in carriers and take them to the vet. Absolutely not. But she's like, I have 10 barn cats and then there's one new kitten. My husband said I couldn't get any more, but I got one more because he's all black with a white nose. (laughs) All the activities. Yeah, it was really fun. And it's a wonderful store up there because, as I said, they have like all these like really specific descriptions of all these different apples, but they're all bagged and like big bags, little bags of the apples. I got cider there, too, and I popped it in the freezer because I'm getting to have too much cider. And one of the most popular things there is a baker's mix, which I think is also a thing that like if you go and you could do apple picking, amazing, but then come back and get like a mix of apples in a bag that you can just use for baking because the best baking apple is a mix. It's always going to be like three to five varieties. It's great for pies, great for I make a lot of apple cake myself. I'm a big apple cake person. Um, look up Dory Greenspan's recipe. And there's also a really good one that I just made last week from Smitten Kitchen. It's like a Rosh Hashanah apple cake that Deb Perlman's mom makes. And it's beautiful. I took it into the office and people just demolished it. <laughs> so highly recommend. But again, like a mix of apples is great for that. That's a really good tip. Honestly, diversity is the spice of life. Lindsay, we appreciate you so much for bringing us the goods and also filling up your fridge. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I have so many apples and I'm so happy. That's our friend Lindsay Christians, food editor at the Cap Times. If you want to check out the orchards Lindsay mentioned, we've got a list for you in our show notes. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Since we've been talking about the power of diversity in apples, how do you like these apples? Over at UW-Madison, the university's committed to maintaining its diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. Specifically, DEI scholarships and race-neutral fee waivers given to students with financial hardships. The university says it's ensuring admissions decisions comply with the U.S. Supreme Court decision striking down affirmative action. And if you're looking for something quaint in Wisconsin-y to do this weekend, there's an outdoor market that may be for you. This Saturday is Cheese Fair Off the Square, a free event that's part of the Art of Cheese Fest, also happening this weekend. There'll be award-winning cheeses to sample and buy. That'll be located, per the name, right off the square on East Wash, between Pinckney and Webster Streets. Check out our show notes for details. That's all for today, here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed this episode, why not share it with someone who likes local fruit? Apply some peer pressure. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Ciao.